Welcome everybody, I'm Keith Ferrante. This is the Emerging Profit Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here where I hope to see you go to the next level as an emerging prophet, as a healthy prophet, as someone that wants to bring the kingdom of God to this earth with power. Join me, let's listen in and hear what God has to say today. God bless you. Yo, yo, yo everybody, Keith Ferrante here. How are you guys doing? Coming to you from a little bit of an overcast day here in Southern California. Shock, I never thought I'd live here, but here I am. In the land of the promise. Learning how to take my promised land and hoping to help you take yours. I got an announcement for you. Wait for it. Wait for it. What, what, what? Ding, ding, ding. I got a new book out. What? Three books in the last three months or so. This one is just hot on the market. Hot off the press, guys. Called What Wealth Is. What Wealth Is. I came to perspective on what wealth is, actually. And I just, uh, you know, was, was getting just in a season of writing. And so there was just a number of books that percolated in my spirit. And I thought, should I write this? Should I not? This is just for me. This is for others. I decided, well, maybe I should write this. So I wrote it. I, you know, when, you, when you're in that little bit of a season where it's a little bit of a lull, you're regrouping for the next season of things. It's like you write. So I, I've loved every one of my books. It's Time to Engage is one of the books. That one has a lot of juice on it. People's lives are really being impacted by it. It's a, it's a word for 2023. And then Heaven's Justice System, how it operates. That one is super powerful. That's a paradigm that I think is super shifting for folks. And I really enjoyed putting that book out. It's wrecked me even. I've, I've, it's really even writing that book has even helped me and my own journey. And then this new book, which is probably a bit of a continuation of its time to engage, but from a different perspective on what wealth is. Maybe it's about engaging wealth, not being afraid of it. And so one day I was just having some time with the Lord and I was doing a study in scripture on different wealth verses and thought, man, there's something on this. And that's where I just decided to write this book. So here I am. I wrote the book. So thankful for Krista Dunk that does my editing. Thank, I use uh, an online design contest and I got a you know 100 plus book covers and they, they do contests to compete for my business, for my cover. I got that done. Have an have a, uh, interior designer from France that does an amazing job. He's done probably the last eight or 10 of my books. So I kind of have found this flow in book writing to get the message out. You know, writing books is a part of just getting our message out, communicating what's in our heart as a prophet, as a prophetic voice, as a person. So this book, What Wealth Is, is one that I, I want to just spend some time on. And you can go get it at Amazon, get it in Kindle form. Or you can get it uh, in a personal, in a physical copy. Wealth comes from God. I'm going to talk about the first chapter. Wealth comes from God. 
right out of Deuteronomy's 8.18, which is a popular verse in our kingdom entrepreneur movement. Remember the Lord your God. It's he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. I, you know, I, I, I wrote this book because I get provoked about subjects that are controversial Subjects that need to be redeemed, subjects that people are afraid of. Now, I know many other people have went after redeeming wealth and there's people call, you know, there's the prosperity gospel. And honestly, I don't really know why you would want to embrace the poverty gospel, but I am not really coming from a particular movement's beliefs on wealth. I'm just coming from a biblical foundation in my own journey of growing up in poverty, thinking poverty was so spiritual, realizing it was not spiritual. It was very tormenting, very fear-based, very much worry. Lack is no fun. Lack of identity. And I thought, well, there's got to be something else. And that's always been my journey. You, you see it in 2 Corinthians 8 9. He became poor so you could become rich. See, God knows how to relate to both the poor and the rich. He became poor. So you could become rich. But he came from the riches of economies. He was the king of kings. He created everything. All resources on the earth, including wealth, belongs to him. Hello, Shaka. And now say that in Revelation 5, 12, in a loud voice, they said, Worthy who is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. It's all his. It's all for him. Why do we get so afraid of stuff? gets afraid of you know topics money sex power all how do you get how are we on the planet someone had to have sex now maybe there's a few people in the world that are test tube babies but i don't know how they do that without having some sort of human dna i think god's design but there's human dna that has to happen but like, that's controversial, of course. The enemy's perverted sex, but it belongs to God. Money is the money. Man, people, oh, man, I'm not money motivated. I'm like, well, a man's hunger will drive him to work. It, there's nothing, like, how do, you, how do you get money? How do you get wealth? Well, you get hungry. And maybe you're like, I'm not money motivated. Well, someone else may be taking care of your bills, may be paying for you. You might be living off a of government subsidy, but somebody worked for that money. So you are falsely saying it. A lot of times it'll be like, praise the Lord, the pastor. The pastor, he's the spiritual one. I, I, I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for many years. I'm a pastor. I just have a different form of being a pastor now. I'm a pastor at heart. But I learned that that view of pastor, wow, he's living by faith, which meant he was living by donation. That was a tough way to live. And that was not, there's a lot of unhealthy strings. There's a lot of unhealthy strings attached in business, as well as in church donations. It's, it's not about the method of how you acquire the wealth. It's, it's the heart. Scripture says in Ecclesiastes, money is the answer to everything. What? As some uncouth folks would say, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Ha, 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 ha. Oh. I, I think we just need to sort of think about it a little bit, guys, and realize that this is not, you know, demonic. Uh, the love of money is the root of all evil, but money itself isn't.
Wealth comes from God. 1 Samuel 2, 7. Now, this is Old Testament. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. I mean, many of us can embrace the humbling. Many of us can embrace the poverty. Say, that's God. Whoa, that's God. But why does he humble you? To exalt you. Why do you learn to be thankful when you have little? So he can give you much. The thanks for little, the much, so they could be generous on every occasion. When Jesus thanked God for the little, I think it's John 6, 35, at the giving of thanks, the bread was multiplied. The, lit, the thanks for the little brings the much. God doesn't want us to live in little. He wants us to live in trust. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. I should write that one down. God doesn't want us to live in little. I'm writing it down right now. Want us to, I hope you are. But to live in trust. All right, can you hear me typing? Can you hear me typing on my phone? I'm just having my own little devotion here as I'm doing this podcast with you guys. Many have embraced the vow of poverty and believe poverty makes a person more Christ-like. Let me tell you, you can help out a lot more people, but why, why are we always asking for money? Why are we always asking for money if, uh, if, if money makes you more, if, the, you know, if, if not having money makes you more Christ-like? Because money is the answer to everything. Money can do a lot of good things. And money can do a lot of bad stuff. But we're, we're, let's, talk, let's, let's, let's assume that you're a new creation and that God's word is actually true. You've been crucified. You no longer live. Christ lives inside of you. Now, what is inside of you? Trustworthiness. Purity. Integrity generosity, good stewardship. Guys, poverty is actually a curse. Desert provision of the daily manna is not the way God wants any of us to live. He had, his, he had Israel in there for a season to train them that God is the provider. But Once they got it down, he wanted to send them into the promised land. And what did that mean? And the promised land meant the, the, the provision was going to flow through their hands. It was still the Lord. They were definitely going to go take the land. Joshua 5, the day after the Passover, that very day that they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain, the manna stopped. The day after they ate the food, there's no longer any manna, but that year they ate the produce of Canaan. So many of us live in the mindset of a, be the Lord's will. I'll have wealth and possessions. But it's not about the will. It's about stewardship. Wealth creation was a part of God's blessing. You talk, look in Deuteronomy 28. There's so much in Deuteronomy 28. It's huge. All these blessings will come on you. Say it. Blessings. I like that will come on you and accompany you if, you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed. The crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds, the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. Blessed. Verses 8, the Lord will send a blessing on your barns and everything you put your hand to. Lord God will bless you in the land he is giving you. God wants to bless you. The wealth comes from God. The Lord God will bless you. What do we, you know, 
You think about it. We're like, no, no, I, I don't know if I can be trusted with it. Your father gave it to you. He must trust you. I don't know if I want to have wealth. I don't want wealth. I want to be pure and serve the Lord. And God gives you the wealth and we're like fighting against it. That's just crazy. Malachi 4 says this, I will, 5 and 6, I will send the prophet Elijah. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children, hearts of the children to their parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. Like God wants to turn families back together or else a curse happens. And what's the curse? Destruction on people's finances. As families were turned back to each other, a financial curse on the land was broken. So God, the Father is our provider. Fathers provide. That's part of the roles of fathers. The Father provides. That's why the Lord has sent the Spirit of Elijah to restore family because in the restoration of family is the restoration of provision. What do some of the biggest problems in our planet have to do with? Lack of finances. Corruption. That's why I am, you know, provoked to focus on business guys and sending profits to business guys and being around business guys and working with business guys because I, I know that they are a key answer to defeating the destruction on the land. And you know what I do with the business guys a lot of time? I spend time with them on their families, on their marriages, because as they get healed, their finances start to prosper because their relationships get healthy. And as their relationships get healthy, their company's relationships get healthy. And their finances prosper even more because there's this healthy dynamic. When you honor your fathers, you get blessed. Long life. I get 2 Chronicles 7, or Second uh, Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will you know, forgive their sins and heal their land. So part of the turning, the returning to God, returning to family, returning to the Father, returning and repenting of stuff is healing of the land. What's the land? It's your, it's your, it's, it's, you know, the curse, the original curse was the land will no longer yield. It's going to yield thorns and thistles. You're going to wrestle with it. You're going to have to work hard for it. Like that was a curse. But God says, as you return to family, you return to relationship, as you return to the father, I will break the curse. Woo! I feel that. God wants us to enjoy the promise of Ephesians 6. Obey your parents, for this is right, honor your father and mother, so it may go well with you and you may enjoy long life. He wants you to enjoy long life on the earth. You ain't enjoying long life when you got pain of financial bills, when you got things breaking down, when you got leaky roofs, when you got mold, when you got cars that are, that, you know, that are always needing upkeep and, 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 and are always, you know, barely making it. And you only fix them. I remember one, one person telling me, like, when you have a poverty spirit, you only fix your cars when they break down. You don't, you don't kind of, like, keep them up. So, what are your thoughts, guys? Galatians 4, 6, because you're a son, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Daddy, Daddy. So you're no longer a slave, God's child, and since you're his child, God has made you an heir. An heir, someone with an inheritance. When you become his child, when you begin to start acting like a son, when you begin to not be an orphan in your thinking, when you begin to think family, relationships, reconciliation, connection, 
not orphan thinking, not deception and lack of trust and, and pride and all these kind of things. God sends an inheritance. Woo! Some of us think, well, wealth is not something we should aspire for because of Solomon. First Kings, you know, it says, God's talking to Solomon, because I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. God gave the wealth still. I want you to see this. In another passage, it says, because you did not ask for wealth for yourself. I love that. If we're just wanting wealth for ourselves, sometimes it's too, it's, God can't give it. It's, it's got to be bigger. It's like you got to have a broader vision than yourself. It's not about the wealth. It's about the motive. You're just caring for yourself. When you're an orphan, you just care about yourself. When you begin to be, become a son, you begin to act like a father, a mother, you, you begin to carry the DNA of Heavenly Father, you begin to care about others, which requires increased stewardship of finances, provision, possessions. We have an incredible opportunity to glorify God with our wealth, guys. Whether you have little wealth or not, it's always enough. Paul says, I've learned that secret. Little or much, I can do everything through Christ. So it's always enough. God's the provider. But we thank him for it. We give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God. God gives wealth. Can the devil give wealth? Yes. I mean, Scripture says, hey, I'll give you all the wealth if you'll bow down. Yeah, you can get wealth through bad ways, but wealth is neutral. Who are you getting it from? Why are you getting it? Why are you giving it? Like, it's about the motives of the heart. Money reveals the motives of the heart, but money is the answer to everything. Jesus talked more about wealth in the Bible and money than he did about anything else. So I think it's time we begin to focus on what wealth is, a kingdom perspective on it. Leverage it to advance his kingdom, to enjoy your family, to be blessed, to bless others. That's God's heart for every one of his children on the planet. And some people say, well... Man, shouldn't we just give away this and give away that? And why do you have that nice thing? It's like, that's a poverty thinking. Can't God give you good things to enjoy and provide for the poor and give to the other? Is it either or? Some of us live in an either or, which is still poverty. It's like, no, both. He wants to give everything for our enjoyment, Scripture says. Start enjoying it. Don't be afraid of it. It's a good day. He is our good provider. He's a good father. All right. I hope this was a blessing to you. Go get your book, What Wealth Is, on Amazon. Put a review on there, a five-star review. Tell me what you think about it. Tell others what you think about it. Share it. Let me know this is good and you're enjoying this podcast. Man, I love you guys. I will be talking to you guys again soon. I hope you guys are in our All Things Prophetic world. We're going to be doing a training soon in there maybe within a week or so on uh, prophesying like a prophet. Shaka, Holy Ghost, taking your prophetic to the next level. So look for that, being our All Things Prophetic Facebook group. Get some training that'll take you next level, hearing God prophesying, seeing what God's saying for you. It's an awesome journey to be on this journey with you guys. All right, peace. If you've enjoyed this Emerging Prophet podcast and you want to check out more resources from us, you can go to our website at emergingprophets.com or you can watch us weekly on Facebook in our free Facebook group, All Things Prophetic. We so hope you're enjoying everything that you're receiving. Have an absolutely amazing day. God bless you.